Got world. so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you question life a couple times, but it's okay, you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Welcome kings and queens to One Sick B. I am your host, Certified One Sick B. Here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. The definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that faces or fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. But today, my kings and queens, I am blessed with a guest named Care. What a beautiful name, right? She is a 12-year vet, has did two tours. I salute her. We salute our warriors, our soldiers, our real soldiers. We some soldiers, but them some real soldiers, if you know what I mean. Welcome, Care. How are you today, Queen? I'm doing great. Feeling blessed today. Happy to be here. Yes, I'm so honored to have you. So, Care, we are going through, I call it negative COVID-19. There's been some positive things that came out of COVID-19. And there's been some negative things that came out of COVID-19. But what has been your experience with the last three years, I believe? So had. for me, it was kind of a weird, weird time period because, like you said, there were there were some positives. I think I had my highest highs <clears throat> during COVID and my lowest lows. I was actually pregnant during like the height of COVID-19, I was pregnant during oh. the lockdown. So pregnant with my twins and it was it was a bad time for me because I had to go through the pregnancy by myself. Nobody could come, you know, to the appointments and everything. Yeah. But then obviously giving birth to my children, that was the best thing. Um, I bought a new house during that time. So happening yeah. during, but I kind of felt bad celebrating because I'm like, there's a lot of people really suffering during this time, you know what I mean? And I didn't yeah. want to feel but you know, no, that's that. That was a personal win, something you worked on. They can't just you can't help it that it happened during right. the time that the world was. You know, a lot of people were blessed during that time for things, uh, purchasing homes, and so that's a yeah. blessing. Care is a ten-year lupus warrior. My y'all, she is a lupus warrior that's out here in the army serving us to keep us safe. So Kara, take me back to when you were diagnosed, what was going on at the time, and if you feel like prior to the time of diagnosis that you may have had some symptoms. So I remember, I'll go back to when I was in high school, I remember thinking something was off about how I would get sick versus other people, but nothing was really done then. I really just thought I was a sickly kid. Um, my mom kind of chalked it up to like, oh, you know, maybe you just have a weird immune system, but we never thought anything of it. Fast forward a couple of years, you know, I'm an adult, joined the army. I actually was in Afghanistan um, on my first tour. And I told my supervisor, my platoon sergeant, then like, I'm not feeling well. But at the time I was still kind of, um, I guess like embarrassed. I didn't want to feel like I was weak. I didn't want to seem like I was sickly. So I didn't tell people when I would get sick, but something really big happened. I don't, I, the heat, you know, for us, for anyone with an autoimmune um, illness, that's like a death sentence for us in so Definitely. many words. So imagine being out there in Afghanistan, 
dealing with the dust storms, literally like you can't see, you know, two feet in front of you. So all of those things compiled with the stress of being in a combat environment, you know what stress does to us. Yeah. And so I believe that all, it was like a perfect storm for the worst to happen. One day I, I woke up, I was in my, in my area um, and I started vomiting blood. Like it was pure blood. And I was so, cause that had never happened to me before. I was so scared. I was like, this is how I die. And the crazy thing about that is that I was not thinking like, oh my goodness, I'm sick. I was thinking, how are they going to explain to my mother that I didn't die actually oh. like combat. I died oh. in the room like this. Yeah. So I think in me, like got me to get up and I went and, you know, spoke to my supervisor and I told him, I was like, there's something really going on. Um, when we got back stateside, I went to the hospital, the army documented everything. We went through the whole test. It took like a year, you know, it's a long process because right. like, like so many different things. Yes. So it actually took a really long time. And I kind of grew impatient at some at some moments because I was getting the, I'm sure you've had it. Well, you don't look sick. Well, maybe, maybe it's just in your mind. Well, maybe you're just stressed out. And I'm like, I know what stress is. This is not that. So after a year, almost a year and a half, honestly, finally was diagnosed. It was finally on my medical records. And so now um, the army recognizes that I have this illness. And the great thing about, a lot of people don't know this, you can serve, you can serve in the military with, with this type of illness. The only thing is that it cannot impede on your ability to do your job. Me having lupus does not take away from me being a soldier in any way. Wow. I still do. I'm, I've been a personal, I've been a certified personal trainer for eight years. So um, physical fitness is not a thing, is not a hindrance for me. So that was the big thing for me is that I, I, when I was finally diagnosed and the army recognized it, it turned from me being almost ashamed of being sick to now I'm empowered because now everyone knows, the people who need to know, know that I have this thing, I'm, I'm battling this thing, but I'm still showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so my experience with um, with the diagnosis and everything, while there were a lot of frustrating moments, I would say that I had, um, I guess, a, I don't want to say a better experience, but I had a smoother experience than most. I've heard a lot of horror stories where people don't don't have that, where, where yeah. their, their, their support system, even in the army, isn't as supportive. Yeah. Um, I, mine was, mine was. I, I, I was able to go to all my appointments. There was never a time where I was made to feel bad. All of the things that I felt that were negative, they were internal. Cause you know how we are. Yes. We, we, our own self-talk is like, oh, well, I don't want people to think this about me. And nobody's thinking that that's, that's your own, that's your own internal, internal voice speaking to you, right? I think that was the hardest part for me was getting away from the idea that like, because I'm sick and because now it's known, I'm now less than everybody else. And, and then I would do things like I would, I would over, um, I would over to try to, Feel one area, overdo that area to fill the void in another area uh, yeah. to fill that with that to empower that uh, I still have it regardless if I supposedly don't have it type of attitude. Yes, yes. And because of that, girl, I fell in a ditch in Afghanistan with all my gear, broke both my big toes, knew that I was hurt, limping, still was out there rucking, running with all the guys because I was the only female trying to prove a point, came yeah. back stay. I've had four foot surgeries on each foot. I had an entire reconstructive surgery on each foot in 2018 because I did so much damage. Nobody told me to do that. That was my own internal stuff where I was like, no, I gotta show up because you I'm sick. So yeah, you, you out here, female, exactly. black, in the, out there in the sandstorms. Exactly. You gotta exactly. represent, right? 
right but one thing right. about your own representation for your own body not representation your own identity how that's gonna and by and enable you so you said you had a lot of support um within the army because a lot of people don't have support system how did you communicate that back to your parents stateside when this was going on so my mom my mom was always really aware one thing that i that i remember from from that time period was i was very protective of her i've always been super close to my mom and i remember i had a really really bad episode where I actually coded blue and um my mom was so and this is during the army like during my army time period my mom passed out in the hospital room and nothing like they didn't have to do anything to bring me back I just woke up it was literally felt like I closed my eyes when I woke up people were crying around me and I was like what's going on um and they were like you you were gone for a minute you know what I mean when I saw my mom and how distraught she was I was so upset Mind you, I was the one on this hospital bed having just gone through, I was so upset that I, my body betrayed me in a way that hurt my mother. Yeah, and like, you know my, what I mean? I really <laughs> cried about uh, my disease. I remember I didn't really understand even when I was diagnosed about what MS really was, but I remember getting sick and being in the hospital and my mom being out of town and her not being able to enjoy her trip, wanting to come back. And I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, what if that was me and that was my child? Um, how does she feel? And, uh, you know, her blaming herself, her feeling like that. And right. my mom being my best friend. So I understand what you're saying as far as protecting your mom. Those are hard. Yeah. You want exactly. to protect them. You don't want them to worry. You don't want them to have any fear or to, especially when you're out there all the way over there and now you're going through this, you know, because moms, you know, now being a mother, we want to put that Band-Aid and cover exactly. it and heal it and make you feel good. Exactly. Exactly. So I think a lot of, I think a lot of my, um, it was never denial because I knew that I was ill, but a lot of my, I guess, trying to downplay it was for her benefit because my mom is my best friend, like you said, and I'm so protective of her that a lot of the times it wasn't a lack of her caring or not being supportive. It was just, I didn't want to tell her because I don't want you to worry about me because I know that that's going to change your life in a way that I didn't think was fair because in my yeah. mind, I'm like, what do you mean? This is my body and this is my, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't want you to um, not live your life because yeah. I'm unable right now to live mine yeah. the way that. And so, but um, as far as the support, like the second that she knew what was going on, she, whatever, you know, whatever you need me to do, I'm there. As a matter of fact, when I was pregnant with the twins, I called her and I was like, listen, I don't know what my body's going to do after this pregnancy. And I do not know that I can handle being in the army, a single mom and, 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 you know, this illness, yeah. she quit her job, left everything in San Antonio where she was living to move in with me for a year. She moved in with me for a year to take care of my kids so that I didn't have to worry about if I got sick somebody will be there if, if, you know, I didn't have to put my kids in daycare. So I had such great support. That's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Very fortunate. Oh, exactly. I was just going to say, I'm so aware that how, of how blessed I am because not everybody gets that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this community, you know, that we come across people who don't even have one person in their life who, who shows up for them in that way. So it's, it's magnificent to me that I'm able to sit here and tell you that not only my actual family, but even my army family, nothing but support from everybody that's a blessing um you are very strong-willed and you have discipline 
because you're in the military, but you're also disciplined and discipline is important to you. Even though you're so disciplined and so aware and so alert and so strong, because uh, you've seen many things and been through a whole lot, what would you go back and tell yourself when you first were starting to feel these symptoms? Because you were human, so you had natural emotions. What would you go back? If you could go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? It's okay to not be okay. Um, that would be the main thing I would say. I had, a, like I told you, I had a lot of like shame, a, a lot of moments where I was upset with myself and with my body because I felt weak and I would look at other people who didn't have to do as much to do half of what I was trying to do. Um, I ran track in high school and then at one point I just couldn't do it anymore and couldn't figure out why. Um, even, even being in the army, you know, we wake up in the morning, super early for PT. I would have to, even now I have to, my morning routine consists of, I wake up at four 30 in the morning. I don't have to be at PT till six 30, I wake up four 30 in the morning because I need an hour for my body to wake up. You know what mm-hmm. that is when you're laying in the bed, locked, so much pain, your brain has to catch up to the body. Yes. I have to hour early. I meditate in the bed so that I can actually you know, feel the things that I need to feel and kind of, now that I'm a single mom, I got to get up and get the twins ready, throw them off my daycare, then I start my day. Those things, at one point, I was so angry because I felt like it was so unfair. Like, why do I have to work this hard? Why do I have to do so much? What I would tell my younger self is, it's okay to not be okay. And the reason why you have to do this is because you can do this. Everybody is not built for this. You know what I mean? That's the truth. you deal with this people like us we deal with this so that other people can see this is what this is what strength looks like this is what fighting through something looks like so i truly truly believe i i have to do lupus i have to deal with lupus because i can because i'm strong enough to because maybe if someone in my same circle in my same circumstances had to deal with it maybe they wouldn't have gone through it yeah you know what I- I definitely, I love that. I always uh, have said, told my friends that the reason why he gave it to me, because you just can't handle it. We can be able to handle it. The mental state, the physical, the ups and downs, the uh, every day I'm not knowing, the concern, the, uh, so I definitely understand the one feeling, uh, feeling like I'm the one, uh, the strong one. So let's talk about love. Your name is Care, which is such a beautiful, unique name and the definition of Care what does care love about care? I love my capacity for love. I always tell people I'm not a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. But if I had to name my religion, love is my religion. I Every single day that I wake up, my number one intent with every single person that I meet is whenever I leave you, I want you to feel pure love from me. Whether you're a stranger who I'm walking past in the street, I want you to feel nothing but pure love because even when I have to come to someone with something negative, I'm coming to you out of love. There is, at one point in my life, I was a very angry teen. I was destructive. I was mean on purpose because I was in so much pain and felt like the world wasn't fair to me. So I lashed out in that way. Once I went through my healing journey and my spiritual journey, I realized that nothing in life matters if it's not, if love is not the main goal. Yes. And so I truly, truly believe if there is, if there is a cure for any of these illnesses that we have, right? Love is it. And when I say cure, I mean like you can live life. You can live a life worth living in spite of, or maybe because of, because of love. 
So love, love to me is I love you enough that I'm going to share my story with you in the hopes of the people who are listening to this love you enough where your word means something, your integrity means something. So then our conversation then opens up something for them. It's, this is a love exchange here. You know what I mean? I've never met you in person, but the love is genuine in that I trust you with the story. I trust yeah. you to do something great with it. And I trust that the love you have for your viewers, your listeners is going to translate into maybe one person will hear this and say, you know yeah. what? I was kind of on the fence and, it, you know, I wanted to do something somebody told me I couldn't do, but that chick, she has lupus and she's in the army. And, you know, if she can do it, maybe, maybe I can do this thing. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody wants to start their physical journey and they're like, you know what? Even though I have this this ailment, maybe it, you know I I had one girl who had fibromyalgia and she literally told me she's like you know I've been wanting to work out just to be able to run. It took her a year, you know, the crawl, walk, run, but she's she's running now marathons. Like in ten years ago, five years ago, this wouldn't have been her. But and I'm not giving myself any credit, but she just happened to come across my Instagram page and she's like, I saw that you had lupus and I'm looking at you and you're working out. I could not understand it. And I spoke to her and told her, well, this is what I did to get there. Somebody's looking at you and saying, you know what? I wanted to be in the public eye in some way. Maybe maybe I can facilitate somebody else's story. And now you're the reason why, in spite of, or maybe because of whatever they're dealing with, they can do it. So I think that when you have an exchange of love, there's no way that it can go wrong. You know what I mean? So that's that's my my message. <laughs> I, I guess if I was a, would you talk about a spoken word portrait? That's where we get the snaps. <laughs> yes. I love it. I, I, girl, that was the vibe, the love, that story, just the, the infatuation of love, the yes. thought of love yes. makes people feel warm and all cuddly and all that. And I appreciate uh, that. Um, and I love how you said spirituality. I am religious far as I'm Christian. I believe in God, you know, Jesus died on the cross, but for our spirituality of believing I'm one, I am, uh, I exist, uh, you know, we exist. I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for existence. Yeah. If you could give, uh, first of all, no, let me not even go that far. Let me say, what are some health tips being a lupus warrior and a fitness trainer that you can give to somebody who's just starting off or for instance says well I really can't do too much I would say the love that you have for your physical body you need to internalize that to your internal body when I was at the height the worst time for my flares I, I took a hard look at myself and I said okay be fair and be honest and 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 deduce the things that you are doing that are adding to this and when I was honest with myself I had to really say like okay well you're eating like shit you know what I mean like you're not drinking water you don't spend enough time outside like these are these are small things that anybody can do I was talking to my friend as a matter of fact right before we started this where I was telling her like you know I think that a, like right now the mental health industry is like booming because there are so many medications available to us we're able like to self-diagnose ourselves because there's so many like mental health gurus out here telling you like well if you have this and you have that then you have this is your diagnosis i'm gonna venture out and say 80 percent of the mental health issues can be solved by eating real food that you can pronounce the ingredients drinking water you know what i mean and getting some sun i guarantee you that those things and moving your body yeah for me my physical fitness 
is the thing. It, that is the single most thing that keeps me here, that keeps me able-bodied and keeps me able to do what I do. I told my mother when I stopped on my medication, um, I told her, I said, I, I was taking 18 medications at one point and you know how that goes. Yeah. None of them actually treat anything that's actually going on with us. They're just masking the symptom of the previous medication. When I realized like I am a zombie, I was in my early twenties and was living like, like an 80 year old. And I told my mom, I said, I love you and I'm going to do my very best to be here. Even if I can't fight for myself, I'm gonna fight for you. But th- not like this. If, if this is what takes me out, I want to go out as myself. You know what I mean? I want to live a full life. I want to, whatever I'm supposed to do, yeah. I want to do it while I'm here. I don't yeah. want to add, you know, maybe five years to my life, but I'm not, I'm not actually living. I'm, ex- I'm just yeah. existing space. So right. I made that decision. That's when I started to research and I took all the holistic approaches that I could. I started to do acupuncture. I started massage therapy. I yeah. started to, you know what I mean? All these things. So eating right, exercising, get outside, put your feet in the ground, like put your feet in the dirt, ground yourself with the earth. That is not, uh, uh, um, that is not some like, you know, hoodoo voodoo stuff. That's, that's scientific fact. Like we are made of electricity. The earth has electricity. We have to ground ourselves to the earth. These little things that people take for granted or they think that are so small, it makes such a huge difference. I guarantee you that if you just, I'm not saying go vegan or vegetarian because I'm not, you know what I mean? I eat fast food once, you know what I mean? But that is not the main portion of my of my eating. You know what I mean? Even if you can't lift weights like I do, go for a walk, walk outside. You know what I mean? Go for a 10, 30 minute walk. Like it will do wonders for you. I promise you, no harm can be done. Now, let me let me say like, put sunscreen on. You know what I'm saying? Block the sunscreen. Right, protect yourself, do the right thing, but yeah, get outside, feel the, feel, the, feel the breeze, feel the natural air. I, I agree with that just because I might not necessarily be, just due to sometimes the way, uh, the way this body is set up, but I have, and what I love is I go sit in my backyard, whether it's 30 minutes, whether it's 20 minutes, whether it's in peaks or shifts of the day, I sit back out there and just relax. Thank God. Look at the sun. Look at the trees. Look at the birds. Look at the squirrels that shouldn't be in my barnyard. May driving my dog crazy and just sit there and just feel existence and feel one, you know, just whole. And, you know, because sometimes you get stuck in your own walls and you get you drive yourself crazy. That's why a lot of people during COVID went crazy. Whereas people like us who have autoimmune diseases, we even been in some periods where we can't move around, we can't shift. So to me, it was kind of comical to see people, I don't, I'm not laughing at anybody's mental health, but when people were like spazzing, I'm like, are you serious? Cause you got to sit in your own house and watch your own TV, play with your own kids. Yep. Do things you haven't had to do. You So now you get to know your children that you didn't know because they go to school eight hours. And when you come home, you just want to feed them and put them to bed because you're tired yourself. Exactly. So I believe it helped too. Uh, I love, um, like you said, getting grounded in the earth, um, getting grounded and being one. What else? I know you do your fitness. What are some affirmations that you tell yourself when you're meditating that somebody else might be able to use one or two of them to uh, inspire them? I have three main ones um, and in no particular order, but one of my main ones is I trust my body and I trust my body to give me what it needs. That's a big one for me because again, how many times have you woken up or you have a sudden um, 
a sudden, uh, you know, discomfort and you start to question like, am I, am I imagining this? Is this really real? Because when we go see the doctors, because we have the invisible illnesses mm -hmm. and people are quick to let us know, well, you don't look sick. Well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I trust my body and I trust that my body is going to give me what it needs. I trust that my body is going to do to the best of its ability, the things that need to be done to keep me here. That's one of my main affirmations. Another one is I receive love and I give love freely because mm -hmm. again, love is my religion. I, every single day, look at myself in the mirror and I literally say this to myself. You know what I mean? I receive love and I give love freely. And I actually, when I'm meditating, I envision like, like an energetic exchange with me and everybody in the world. You know what I mean? So that when I'm in the presence of someone, I don't need to know you. I don't need to say a word to you, but that energe the energetic exchange is happening at all times because I've already set it, set it up that way, all right? And then um, my last one is being uncomfortable is okay as long as I understand the discomfort. So mm -hmm. discipline. Discipline literally means I'm going to do what I said I was going to do long after the feeling in which I said it in has left me. When I wake up in the morning, I have already decided what my day is going to be. Today, my day was going to be, I got up, I got my children ready, I dropped them off at daycare, I meditated, read, journaled, and then I talked to you. And then right after this, I'm going to go to the gym. Regardless of what happens through my day, those things are non-negotiable. Now, everything else, I kind of leave it up to, but there right. are things that are regardless of how I feel in my day, some mm -hmm. sort of physical activity is gonna happen. Whether that happens from my bed because I'm having a flare, something is gonna happen. That is what being uncomfortable and the discomfort means to me. Now, I'm not saying that if you're having a flare, go out and try to run 10 miles. That would be irresponsible. Right, that's you know? right, that's, that's, that's not right. That's not good, use your head, use your head. Exactly, what I'm saying is, when you're a little bit tired and you're like, you know, I could take a nap right now, but you haven't read and journaled, maybe squeeze that in before you do. You know what I mean? When you're bored and you're like, you know what? I should catch up on this Netflix show, but you know that you haven't spent time with God, maybe do that instead. That's what I mean by being un being okay with the discomfort. Like it's not comfortable to, to read and, 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 and meditate and, and work out and, and make real food. You know what I mean? It's easy to go to the drive-through. It's easy to sit in front of Netflix and just mindlessly, it's easy to scroll social media. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but the discomfort comes in. If I want to do all those things still, let me maybe wake up 30 minutes earlier so that I can actually squeeze in those non-negotiables so I can do all the extra mindless stuff. Jibber jabber. You know? So those are my three solid affirmations that every day I say, and, and depending on what's going on in my life, I may add, you know, one or two here and there. But another thing too that I do is I journal every night and I do this thing. I journal I write for 10 minutes and that's my job in the army. Anyway, I, I'm a writer. I write for 10 minutes, whatever comes into my head, I write it down without stopping. I set a timer on my, on my um, phone. When the 10 minutes are over, I can either choose to read what I wrote or not. Most of the time I don't, then I burn it. And I watch the paper burn. That's literally me releasing everything from the day. Mm. If good things happen, I have a gratitude journal where I write down my 10 things that I'm grateful for. You know what I mean? So those are two separate things. You you journal the things that you want to let go of, right? Those indifferent or maybe negative experiences that you had, negative thoughts, write that shit down, 10 minutes, uh, without stopping, 
I mean, it could be something uh, like F her, you know, whatever, like write right. it down. Before you call a friend and vent to them, write it down. After those 10 minutes, you burn it. You watch the entire paper burn. So you've, so you've released the negative. And then you go to your gratitude journal and then you write down your, you know what? This happened. I've let that go. Let me now tell you what I'm grateful for. And then tomorrow when you wake up, I promise you, I promise you, you will wake up with the, with the mindset of, I have to make sure that I find 10 things to be grateful for. Because I can guarantee you, there's not always 10 things on my list. But when there isn't, the next day I wake up and I'm like, I have to make sure that I live my life today in a way where I can actually see the things that I should be grateful for. And just having that mindset, great things will happen to you. Because even the small mundane things, somebody opened the door for me one time, I was grateful for that. I paid attention to it because I knew, oh, I got to write that down later on. You know what I mean? Grateful for this conversation because throughout the conversation, it's been easy flowing. You know what I mean? Something that's so small to somebody else. Like, oh, I had a good conversation. I wouldn't think to be grateful. But why not? Because it could have gone bad. Yeah. You know? Right. You could have been uncomfortable. I just want to say to everybody that, first of all, this queen right here didn't think that she was somebody worth interviewing. But she has gave us a whole word. You know what I mean? We done did the, we got the little snaps in, we got the vibe exchange with the love, the energy on her spirituality, good vibes. She gives off energy, good energy, good, great energy. Uh, You definitely feel the love. Um, She's very disciplined. She might be more disciplined, definitely more disciplined than me. Cause um, I need to, uh, I'm, I need to get better. I, I leave out some things and uh, her and being intentional um, and are you being intentional with your day? I feel like it's important and purpose and meaningful. You have set out to um, serve our country, uh, which I salute you, but you are serving even a higher power. And uh, when I mean a higher power and with spirituality, with the world, with the vibe exchange, because right now in the world, everything is so negative, so heavy, so drastic to have something like this that you are giving off that energy flow that's light that's what the vibes you're giving uh the intention of giving us direction of things that we can try to release those negative energies i love uh you said burning it because when it's gone it's gone right you know you can't bring it back and i love that because there are things and moments and days that i probably should write some stuff on the paper before i call somebody and vent and just burn it and let it go because I, I think we we're, we tend to say that we're letting stuff go but we still carry it with us so I love that um what advice do you have for somebody who's just a lupus warrior and they're out here and they're like you know girl that's cool you super strong you know what I'm saying you in the army and you know you got that mindset but I'm not built like you I don't think I will be able to do it I would say um I in my opinion, strength, strength, and um, your ability to get through things, they're um, subjective, right? So we are only as strong as the circumstances that we've allowed ourselves to be in or the circumstances that the world has put us in. You have no idea what you can do until you've tried to do the thing. So have you had told 18 year old care, you know what, one day you're gonna be a staff sergeant in the United States Army. They're gonna be hundreds of soldiers who look to you for direction and take your word as law. And you're gonna do all that stuff while battling this debilitating illness. And people are gonna question whether you 
are really that sick because you do not look it. If you had told 18 or even 19, 20 year old care that you're a liar. Like I no in no world would I have believed it because my circumstances at that time did not call for me to even envision that for myself, right? If you had told 25 year old care who was already in the army, already diagnosed with lupus, already living this life. If you had told 25 year old care, you are going to not only not only get pregnant during the worst time in our generation history right but are going to bring two human beings into this world naturally with lupus in no world would i have believed that because i had been told i could not bear children right mm -hmm. as a result of the lupus so no world would i have believed that and then if you had told 30 year old care because i'm 34 if you had told 30 year old care in one year's time you're going to be you're going to own two properties by yourself no man <laughs> you're gonna own two properties all you're right going, you hear me you're going to be promotable to e7 in, in a 12 years time span of this military career which is a big deal as a black woman you're gonna do all these things as a single mom by yourself i would not so i'm saying all that to say that in you you are only as strong as the situations and the circumstances that you allow yourself to encounter and that the world, that the universe gifts you with. Because we were just talking about my AC has been out for a week and a half and I am in Texas. It is yeah. 96 miles. Yeah. yeah, too high. That, that circumstance was not one that I called to myself. The right. universe gifted me that. The universe literally gifted me that because I prayed, I meditated and I said, you know what? I need clarity on direction. I need to know that the things that I'm doing are working for me. And then bam, this happened. And that to me is my answer to that because I have been very disciplined about my spending money. I've been very disciplined about my saving my money. I've been very disciplined about my financial future because I'm a mom and I want to set my children up for success, whether with a partner or not. Right. I couldn't have known if I was doing the right thing until I was tested with this unexpected expense. $5,000 almost is not something that most people can just dish out with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were but talking I, about that. Mm -hmm. but but I can't, the world, right. what you so did. That is a blessing because yeah. how would I have known that I was prepared, I'm prepared for life until life happens. Now, do I wish that it would have taught me that in a different way? Yes. Well, yeah, a little bit, but you had it and you were able to provide exactly. by you being disciplined and doing the things you needed to do. It was like, okay, yeah, darn, I wish I could have spent this money over here taking a vacation, but at least I got it. I'm not sweating about it. I'm not worried about it. I don't have to get along. I don't have to beg, plead, do anything strange for a piece of change in this world. I got it on my own. Exactly. And that to me, that to me is the hallmark. So to anyone who hears this, who's questioning, who's saying to themselves like, well, I'm not you. I don't, I don't think that I can. You have no idea what it is that you can do until you allow the universe to put you in situations where you're tested. That's literally all life is, is a series of tests. And we don't ever finish because once we finish, like that's death, right? Yeah. Test and how you show up for those tests is what makes you you. That's the hallmark of who you are. That's, that's your character. And I just choose to live a life where I, I meet the challenges head on with love and I don't shy away from, from those tests so that, so on the other side, I can come back and, and reach back and say, Hey, no, listen, this is how I did it. Like walk with me. I've already set this path out. You don't have to carve it out for yourself. Just follow these footsteps. I've already done this for us. 
And that's what that's why I think that this what you're doing is so fuck is so dope. Excuse me, it's so dope because oh like that's what you're doing. You have literally said, look, I have walked this walk. There are several people that have walked this walk with me, alongside me, maybe behind me at some points, but you don't have to do it on your own because I have already set the footprint. I've already set the path. Just follow these footprints and you're good. And that's, that's really what I think. I think that's what strength is, is I, I'm doing something mm-hmm. so that everybody behind me doesn't have to, you know. The struggle, saying, yeah. You wanted to be at ease. Uh, I love uh, that you said that. Yeah, my intention was I wanted to give people something that I didn't have when I was diagnosed. Or how about this? Dealing with being young, Black, a child at 17, something that you don't even look for because you don't even know you need it. You know, so I wanted to do that. And I wanted people, sometimes you, you can't always say things for for a particular person that might touch one, two or two people, but in interviewing people such as you as yourself that are so inspiring and unique and willing to face these challenges head on and willing to speak about these challenges when they're ready to, which I love that people, I don't rush people. I love when people take their time and I love when people simply say, no, they're not in the speaking mood. They're not. And that's fine with me because later on when they feel worthy, I always tell them, if you ever feel ready, come and holler at me because I feel like uh, everybody needs to hear a word or a voice. And I feel like everybody has a story. Uh, some, might res- some may resonate with some people and some may not resonate with others, but that's the whole point is to uh, inspire and to keep others in mind and to intentional, very intentional. Uh, this is intentional. Uh, this is my favorite part, but before I certify you, certifying you is my favorite part. But if there's any advice or if there's anything that you could give to any of these listeners out here, what would you say? And also give out your information on social media where they can follow you at. If they're looking for a trainer, huh? <laughs> um, my, my, my one piece of advice, I think I, I pretty much, I've beaten it to the ground, but I'll say it again. Lead with love, lead with love, because there is there's nothing in this world that is more powerful than than that and with that be very very mindful of the love that you show yourself but more than that the love that you show your or, or the love that you show others but more than that the love that you show yourself because we can only we can only reach people to the capacity or to the level that we are willing to travel at ourselves i cannot um reach if you and I are both scuba diving and you are at a certain depth if I don't hold my breath as long as you did I cannot get there with you right and so it's the same thing in life like understand that the healing work that has to be done and and when I say healing I mean like that internal healing like if if yours is therapy do that if yours is you know finding it in a spiritual um, path then do that whatever the healing is that needs to be done it needs to be done both internally and externally so do the meditations, do the affirmations, do, do the outside, you know, walk outside, all that stuff. And then with that, couple that with like, eat healthier, you know what I mean? Drink more water, like do these things, love yourself enough to, to, to care, to be intentional about the things that you put in your body that you, that you do to the outside, like, like care about that stuff. It matters. It makes such a huge difference. And all of that starts with love love of yourself, love of your children, if you have them, love them enough to want to be around, 
for longer than, you know, a couple years after they're adults, like love, love, love is, is always my advice. Lead with love for yourself, for others. And it will surely 1000% come back to you. Um, and then my social media. So I'm on Instagram. That's really my main platform. Um, my social media, my Instagram name is care, um, K-A-R-E underscore B-R 88. So care bear, but K-A-R-E underscore B-R 88. Follow me. Yes, follow her. Uh, very inspiring. This is my favorite part of my podcast. Um, care, you care. You are spiritual. You're very disciplined. Uh, you're intentional. Your love language is love. Love of yourself, love of others, love of one's connection, uh, one's existence. You are a strong individual that has faced some unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles, such as uh, them tours, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. So I care, certify you one sick bee, and I Thank you from the bottom of my heart for finally letting me interview you, not even interview you, have a conversation uh, that was full of attention, of love and exchange. And I appreciate you. I thank life. you. For you are so welcome. And Kings and Queen, until next time, thank you for listening to One Sick B. Life a couple times, but it's okay, you wrong. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay, you on it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt it to the pain, and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help, you used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself, now don't forget that. You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gifts at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up and perform When you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war Every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think there's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war